Welcome to Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast with your hosts, Laura Katina and Amy Mara. This podcast was created for businesswomen in particular who are juggling pursuing their career, family life, and all of the things that come along with it. We know that building a career, running a business, and running your life can sometimes seem near impossible. In the Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast, Laura and Amy are going to share their experience of building their own careers as female attorneys, raising a family, and their journey to maintain wellness through it all. With more than 25 years of combined experience practicing law and years of juggling business, family, and wellness, they are about to have some very real and honest discussions about what it takes to manage it all and share tips, tools, and truth about how they make it all work. Welcome back to another episode of the Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast. So happy to be back podcasting with Laura today. And we are bringing you a topic that is very relevant for this time of year. This is being released in December of 2021. And it's a hectic time of year. It's busy. There's a lot of demands and goals and deadlines that you might be pushing for towards the end of the year. Your personal life is probably super hectic right now. So the topic that Laura and I wanted to cover today was this idea of delegation. And we were talking about this before we started recording today. And in planning, we said delegation really is a skill, but it's something that we believe is really necessary for growth. And for Laura and I, we are embarking on a brand new chapter in our own business where we're onboarding more team members. So we are going to have to wrangle with this idea of delegation like tomorrow. Like we are, we are getting into it. We're in it. It's going to be so exciting to talk about delegation. And from a perspective of how does delegation work in your business? How does it work in your personal life? Because it is not just reserved for business life. And also how can you start figuring out what it is that you should delegate or can delegate and who do you delegate things to? For somebody like like Amy and I, who like to, I don't, is control the right word? You, you can say it. We're a bit of control freaks. It's, a, <laughs> we, 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 it's just a safe space to talk about it. <laughs> we know how we want things done. And sometimes, actually not sometimes, a lot of times, I'll just say to myself, oh my, it's just easier if I do it myself, uh-huh. rather than having to explain it to somebody, check their work, make sure they do it right. So... It really, really stresses me out having to delegate, but now that we are onboarding more people and we have a paralegal who's going to be working with us more shortly, Amy and I are going to have to figure out what can we delegate so that we can grow our business. Does that make sense? Yes. And because we are very cognizant of the idea that delegation is equal to growth. And I definitely want you to dive into this because I loved how you said this before we started, that it's a skill, but that it's so necessary in order to to take your business to the next level, to take your personal life to the next level. And I mean, maybe we should even just start with what delegation really means. It's it's taking those things off of your plate and putting them onto other people's plates, not because you don't want to do those necessarily, but because they're not aligned with the best use of you. And the best use of your talents and your time. And, you know, I remember that when we were even in old offices and when I had other, you know, employment experiences, I never 
saw my bosses or my superiors not doing these things or not doing like the nitty gritty grunt work, so to speak, because it was beneath them, you know, but they learned the skill of delegating so that they didn't have to spend all of their time and talents on that specific task. It's not that we can't do these things. It's just that it's not the best use of us. And there might be somebody else that does it better. A thousand percent. Like we were just talking about this huge, huge project that I have. And I was literally fighting with my computer yesterday because it's like, it's a huge document production that I have to do. And it came on a USB drive and I couldn't figure out. And I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, our paralegal could do this in like 2.2 seconds. So there are things that other people can do better. But before you even get to the actual delegating, you have to figure out what you should delegate. So where I started was when we, when Amy and I first talked about needing more help, I actually took out a notepad, left it on my desk. Did I tell you this? Yes. I yes, you did. I love this. I think this is such a good tool. So I took out a blank notepad, left it on my desk and wrote down everything I did for a couple of days. So then you can, you know, look at the list and say, okay, what are the things on this list that only I can do? Right? So there were about 95 things on the list that somebody else could do. (laughs) The actual legal work, reviewing contracts, some discussions I had to have with clients and other people, certain things like with, you know, entering time and billing, there were certain things that that on that list that I would keep for myself because only I can do them. But there were so many other things, emails that I sent, phone calls that I had to make, letters that I drafted. Like there were so many things on that list that I could say, okay, somebody else can do this. Have you ever done that? Oh, yeah. Yes, I have. And you know what is interesting about that list though too is you start to realize how much it is that you actually do during the day. And when you put it down on paper, as opposed to being in the moment, like doing the thing, it actually kind of disconnects you from it so that you can look at it a little more neutral. So for example, I have certain clients that I know like hearing from me, right? They, they don't want to hear from a paralegal. They don't want to hear from a secretary. They want right. to hear from me. They want me to talk to them about certain issues that only I can talk to them about. But then there's those phone calls that are, hey, can I meet you somewhere so that we can sign this document? Or do you have time tomorrow? That's not a telephone call that requires me and my skills and my talents. So when I write that down on a a piece of paper and it says, call John Smith to coordinate the date and time for the contract signing, that doesn't have to be me. But because I have it on a piece of paper... I have taken it out of the de- the, the personalization mode, right? Like I've, I've removed myself from it so that it's just a neutral circumstance. And I can say, no, somebody else can do this on my behalf. It doesn't mean that it's not important to me. It just means that that's a quick telephone call that doesn't require a lot of back and forth. And if there are things I have to talk to John Smith about, we can talk about it when we're in person as opposed to on the phone. Exactly. Right? And doing that gives you the opportunity to open up your time to grow your business. Yes. Maybe during that time, you could make phone calls to potential clients or set aside time to go to a lunch with somebody. Like it frees up time during your day to do things that only you can do. Like if you have a paralegal or a secretary working for you, you're not going to send your secretary out to 
get new business. If you can delegate the tasks that you don't need to be doing to free up your time, you'll be able to grow your business. And honestly, it t- it'll take some stress off your plate. Right. It really will. And this can apply in your business life and personal life. So for me, for probably a good 14 years now, I've been delegating certain things at home because especially when my kids were very young, I could not, well, I could have, but it was very, very difficult for me to manage three kids under three, working a full-time job as a lawyer for somebody else and managing my house. So when they were very little, I literally hired somebody to come to the laundry. I thought to myself, okay, what can I swing at this point? And by the way, at that point, I didn't have like all this extra money to throw around. Like at that point, we had three kids in daycare slash preschool, and it was more than $3,000 a month for that. So I didn't have like all this money to throw around, but I was so like at my wits end. I was like, I cannot do all of these things. If I want to function better at work and also be a better mom, I need to figure out some things that I can pass off to somebody else. And I had a conversation with a friend of mine at that time. And she was like, what about having somebody do your laundry? I had somebody already that helped me clean the house every other week, but it wasn't something I ever thought of. And she said it, and I was like, oh my God, that would free up so much of my time at home to spend with the kids. Because of course you have that mom guilt, you're at work, you're not home with the kids. And then when you're home, you're doing laundry and everything else. It's like, when are you spending time with them? You always have all that guilt. So at that point in time, I scraped the money together to hire somebody three days a week. She came three mornings a week and she just did the laundry. I wish I had her now. (laughs) I wish I had her now. Delegating that one thing took so much pressure off of me. And that may sound crazy. Somebody may be saying, "What? why? It's just laundry. But like when you have three kids under three, all the laundry and it, all the time it takes to keep on top of that, it really, really helped me mentally to pass that off to somebody else. So it doesn't have to just be business. It can also be personal. And I think what's important from that is the takeaway that you are doing that to free up you to be available in your kid's life and also showing up to work and showing up to all of the commitments that you have with one less burden on your mind of, oh my gosh, when am I going to get this laundry done? Oh my goodness. When am I going to clean this house? When am I going to spend time with the kids? They need help with homework. They need help, you know, running around doing all of these things. It's to free up you. That's the point so that you can do the things that you are more aligned to or the things that inspire you or excite you or that you're passionate about. It's finding that balance of like, how can you be available? And somebody else is going to do it just fine. It's not like you don't have somebody capable to do the work that you're asking them to do. Um, And it's not like it's not important to you. It's important enough for you to find somebody to help you with it, right? But it's just making sure that you are more available to do the things that are best suited for you. I have had the same woman helping me clean my house for 14 years and she's amazing. I love her. She comes every other week. And that is something that I knew from the start when I started working and I had kids that I wanted to delegate. That was something that was in my budget. I knew I was doing it. It wasn't even a question. And is it done how I would do it? No, but it's done. 
And, you know, even if it's, that's part of the, the letting go, right? <laughs> Whether it's, and you just said it, like they could, somebody else can do it. It'll get done. It may not be perfect. It may not be the way you would have done it, but that's okay. Right. It doesn't have yes. to be exactly how you would do it. Like, even mm-hmm. if you have, say you have somebody working for you, like we have somebody who's going to be working with us more now, say you have them draft a letter and you're like, mm, I may have said it, let it go, let it go. It's fine. You may have said it a little bit differently, but if it's acceptable, give them a little leeway, give them a little freedom and take it, you know, stop using your mental energy on that. Right. Right. And I think the other point in that too is that just because it's not being done the way that you are doing it doesn't mean that it still isn't effective. And we can get caught up. I mean, Laura and I are speaking to attorneys here right now the way that we say things, the way that we write certain things. We all have our own writing styles. There are times where Laura probably looks at my stuff and says, whoa, wait a second. I would never say it that way. Although really. I hope it's few and far between. Um, <laughs> but we've seen that before where we get letters from people where we're like, really? Did you just write that? Did you just use that word in a letter to a judge? Okay. <laughs> you can give guidance, but guess what? You're not the one sitting at the computer typing that letter up, but maybe that frees up an extra 15 minutes for you to do something else. So when that letter's presented to you, you can give that person two minutes, three minutes of valuable quality time focusing on polishing and not having to draft from start to finish. That's, that's the point that if there's a give and take, it's a zero sum game here with time folks. Like you have only a certain amount of time And delegating helps you establish how you're going to figure out what what time is yours and what time can be given to other people. And side note, this doesn't really have to do with delegation, but this thought just came into my head. If you have people working for you and you give them a little leeway, give them responsibility, give them the leeway to make some decisions, to write some stuff, to do some things... I think that not only will it help you in terms of freeing up your time, but it also helps them by giving them confidence, boosting employee morale, right? Yes, a thousand percent. It gives them the autonomy over their work. And I think one of the beautiful things that has come out of this COVID pandemic is that the desire for people to have that ownership over some of their work. Like you see so many people with that entrepreneurial spirit that they want to, you know, do their own thing or start their own business or whatever it is. You see that people thrive on the, the confidence that they get, that they can build in themselves to really like take ownership and wow, I did that. And my superiors are really proud of me. My team is really proud of me for what I did. And I did it well enough that it's acceptable. And that's just another, what do I always say? It's like another coin in your confidence bank. You know, you're dropping those little coins. You're dropping that, like that good measure to them to say, you did a great job. Awesome. Perfect. Let's move on. And we've both been in situations where somebody gave us something to do and then they're on top of you. And it's like, why did you delegate this to me in the first place? Yeah. Stop, leave me alone. Let me do my job. <laughs> Let me do it. And, you know, it's hard. I, I understand, you know, on the flip side that it is hard to let things go and to, you know, let somebody else do the work and be okay with it. But 
if you are going to delegate things to people, delegate them and, and let and them do it yep. instead of, I mean, you, how many times were we in situations where we were working on something and somebody would come into the office and be like, are you done? Are you done? Are you done? Please. Please. <laughs> I will never do that to some, like, I will never do that to somebody. No. Because if you are going to delegate tasks to people, let them do the work. Right. The whole purpose of delegating is so that you don't have to do it. Right. And so now let's shift gears and let's talk a little bit about how to determine what and when you actually can delegate. One, actually a book that, or I don't know if you've read this book yet. Did you read the E-Myth book that we talked about? No. Okay. It's an incredible book, E-Myth. I think it's by Michael Gerber. I hope I'm saying the right author there. I read this book a little bit earlier in the year because a mentor of mine, an influencer, somebody that we work with actually in our marketing team had been reading it. And she said that it was incredible for small business owners to really read the book. The book itself really focuses on franchising your business, particularly if you have like a product or a specific service that you provide that can be franchised, like in that kind of model. But the takeaway from that book that I think is, is crucial to delegation is the idea that if you are always doing all of the work in your job, you are the technician, you are the one that is constantly has to have their thumb on every little thing, you own your job. You don't own a business. So if you are not removing yourself so that you are that entrepreneur and you are that business owner with other people that are working in your machine, like, right? Like you hear the expression cogs in the machine. You need other people to be doing the work of the technicians so that you can remove yourself and actually own a business and not just own the job that you show up to every day, because that will never fuel your passion and keep you motivated for growth or, or any opportunities to come. So I highly recommend the book. I think it's an incredible way to put this in perspective for those of you that are concerned about delegating and like worried, kind of like how Laura and I are, you know, you like to have control. You like things done the way that you like to do them. Well, that's the opportunity that you then have to teach other people how to do what it is that you do on a daily basis. And what's the saying? You're working on your business, not in your business. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it may have come from that book, actually. I think I saw that quote somewhere. but. It's so true. Like if you are working on your business, right? So mm -hmm. if you are the one who is doing all these tasks all the time and not actually being the business owner or entrepreneur, it's really difficult to grow a business that way. Yeah. Really and hard. What we were talking about in preparation of this recording, now Laura gave you a, an incredible tip about writing down all of the tasks that you do. Literally everything you do from the moment you sit at your desk or where it is, wherever it is that you work, and this applies for personal life too. Oh my yeah. gosh, that list would probably be longer than the list that you have you know, yes. for your business on some days. That's an incredible tool to start reflecting on what it is that you do every day and what it is that you need to be doing. Another tip, and again, look, there are some times that you are going to have to do work that you don't necessarily like to do, but you have to do it. Right. For example, some people loathe at the idea of sending out billing invoices to their clients and they hate reviewing them. And you know, 
yeah, it can be tedious and it can be time consuming, but I know I'm the only one that can do that. Laura is the only one that can do that when it comes to our respective clients. So we have to do that. Laura talks about how we have to meet with our accountant and she loathes to do it, (laughs) (laughs) but she has to be there. So we can't delegate that. Right. So those are some things that you just can't delegate. You're going to have to show up and do them and, you know, grin and bear it. One of the other tips that I want to leave, though, um, in terms of how to determine what to delegate is really going back to your talents and your skills and what kind of like brightens you up. Um, Kind of get in tune with the idea of like what it is that you really want to be doing in your business or in your personal life. Okay. But focusing on business for a second, I gave this example to Laura before we started. I'm working with an attorney on a new matter that just came in to my desk actually yesterday. And I love this kind of case. It is like my bread and butter. It's so fun for me. I find it so exciting to work on. And I felt so invigorated. You can just feel like your spirit lift. You can feel how energized and passionate you are. But then (laughs) the flip side of the coin was we're preparing the complaint and it has to get filed. And I'm sitting there trying to format paragraphs and line spacing. Oh my gosh, Laura, (laughs) you know, it's like, I can do it. It's not my favorite thing, No, but the formatting, the polishing, the, the making sure all of the, you know, certifications are in there and everything is written correctly and blah, blah, blah. I love the writing of the substance. I don't really like the polishing thing. Right. So if I can get things on paper and then have somebody else like our paralegal help us with polishing and making sure that the paragraphs are all lined up and the spacing is correct and it looks great as a finished product, then that's an area where I say, okay, I can see my energy and my passion is really high when I'm doing one part of it. And then it drops when I'm doing the other formatting part. So start working in tune with your body and working in tune with like how your energies feel around certain tasks that you have to do. And that might be a signal to you. This might be an opportunity for delegation. Does that make sense? Totally makes sense. I love that. It makes so much sense. Um, And I feel that with myself all the time, like, you know what you like and you know what you don't start paying attention to it. Some things that you like, it'll just make more sense for you to delegate them anyway, but some things that that you like that make you happy, maybe you don't delegate them if you can keep some time to do those things. But that tip is really helpful. We hope that uh, these tips were helpful for you today. We're living this in our own business, trying to figure out what to delegate. So uh, we hope that these tips were helpful for you and we'll talk to you on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to the Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast. If you have not already done so, be sure to leave us a rating and review so that we can reach even more businesswomen just like you. We will see you again next Monday for a brand new episode.